Well, good morning and welcome to Tea Time. That's right, we're back another week, already the middle of June. Who knew that we would get all the way over to June, right? We're almost at number 70 for Tea Times this year, and we're only in June, so we still have another half a year to go. So, yeah, we're just flying by with Tea Times. But this morning, I have the founder and creator of Elder Dog Canada. That's right, Audrey. Audrey Cole is here and she's sitting in the back studio. So we're going to do all the good stuff. We're going to do the disclaimer and a little bit of bio and a little bit more on elder dogs. And then we're going to sit back and we're going to spill a good, strong TEA. So don't forget to grab your breakfast. It's morning time. So eat your breakfast. It's very important that we eat our breakfast so that we can have a good, strong day and share this tea time because you just never know whose life you might change. And we're going to talk some dogs this morning. That's right. We're doing doggies and we're going to talk about the connection and the companionship of how much it's important to just really just have that good friendship. So let's get into the disclaimer and the bio and all of that. And then I'm going to get Audrey Cole in here and then I'm going to sit on my sip on my tea and you guys grab your tea, grab your coffee, grab your juice and share this tea time and share it with your family. Disclaimer for Miss Liz's Tea Time Live Show. Miss Liz myself is going live using StreamYard. Before leaving a comment, please grab StreamYard permission to see see your name at StreamYard.com. Please be advised that the contract brought forward for any Tea Time show hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always brought forward in good faith. However, may bring forward dialogues and opinions that are not representative of my platform. The facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the giving time of airing. All Tea Time guests and audience participants are responsible for using their good judgment in taking any action that may relate to the discussion. The content brought forward may include discussion for some where they may be emotionally at risk. It's significant to know that the show is engaging in discussion forums only to offer and inspire awareness, connection, and is not providing therapeutical advice. If you have any questions about the disclaimer or the panelist discussion, you may freely contact me, Ms. Liz, through my email at bookingmisliz at gmail.com. Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in this morning's show in any aspect, I myself, Miss Liz, welcomes you. And should you decide that the show is not made for you at this time, I respect those wishes and see you at a later show at a later date and time. And again, in 2023, all tea times are done on a Thursday unless they are a rescheduled tea time, which will be a Monday or a Tuesday. So, so now a little bit about Elder Dog Canada. Elder Dog Canada is a national not-for-profit charity dedicated to supporting older people, seniors, dogs, and the importance, important relationship they, they enjoy. Headquartered in Nova Scotia and with chapters, the PAW, P-A-W-D-S, in eight provinces, more than 3,500 volunteers carry out the work of elder dogs. Our no-fee service includes providing older adults in-home assistance with basic dog care, finding new homes for older dogs, who have lost their humans due to illness, death, or relocation, helping seniors find a mature canine companion to grow old with. 
and supporting research and educating the public about importance, the important role of the dogs in seniors' lives. I'm going to get Audra in here, and we're going to spill some tea now, and then I'm going to get the questions and all that good stuff. So again, share this tea time, ring that bell, subscribe to the channel, and you'll be notified when all of these tea times are live. So let me get Audra in here. Welcome, Audra. Welcome. Thank you very much. It is an honor to have you here. Could you share a little bit on the story on how Elder Dogs started? Sure, I will. Um, so I am a, my, as a career, I'm a university professor. And so I do research uh, as part of that work. And uh, I was doing research on caregiving and dementia, particularly interested in uh, what care looks like for family members who are caring for a loved one. And this was a program of research that took place oh, over about eight years. And my research partner and I traveled across the country uh, talking with people about, um, about caregiving. And we asked them to take photographs of what care looked like. And we asked them if they could represent um, care to them as uh, in the form of a symbol or an artifact. And one of the things that we noticed in our conversations and in what people shared uh, otherwise was the role of the family dog as part of the care team. And that really piqued my interest because at the time I had, um, I had a dog, one dog, and uh, that dog and I were volunteers uh, in a wonderful organization called Therapeutic Paws of Canada. And we would um, regularly uh, go to long-term care facilities and uh, hospitals and visit with, um, with older people uh, who were, you know, temporarily and sometimes um, uh, for a longer term um, away from their home and wanted a bit of a, a visit with a dog. And so my dog Tattoo uh, seemed to have a particular gift for comforting people at end of life. So we focused our attention on palliative care and we would um, visit in palliative care units uh, regularly. And I observed him at work and it was such a gift and such a learning to see what he was able to do, giving comfort and just being alongside someone uh, and even family members uh, at this very difficult time in, you know, in their lives at end of life. Um, and so those two things kind of came together, um, you know, the realization of dogs, of the role that dogs played in caregiving, but also um, seeing firsthand the comfort that dogs provide. And then I had um, a, very, a personal experience where my brother died very suddenly and he was living um, on his own with his dog. And his dog, whose name was Mr. Brown, uh, was a, an old um, chocolate lab who had uh, terminal cancer. And so I stepped forward and said, you know, Mr. Brown can come and live with me and my, and at that time I had two dogs. Um, and because I, I could take care of him. And so he did come to live with me. And um, as he lived a, a good two years um, until the cancer took his life. Um, but during that time, you know, I, I watched him in his illness um, just thrive um, and, you know, do everything that he could do, um, you know, to be the dog that he wanted to be. And uh, as I was observing him and caring for him, you know, I used to think, wow, what would happen to the Mr. Browns of the world if 
no one steps forward to take care of them if they're left alone um, or if they lose their companion. And of course, you know, no one who's looking for a dog in a shelter will line up to take an old and ill dog. So we know without too much thought what happens to old dogs um, and particularly ill dogs. So I thought, boy, that's, you know, uh, I, I have to do my part in not letting that happen. And uh, as a university researcher, um, you know, I felt that I was in a place where in both my personal and professional life where I, I had a responsibility to, to make a difference. And the coming together of those three experiences or awarenesses um, really uh, formed Elder Dog. And it was almost as if Elder Dog was there waiting for me and all of a sudden uh, it presented itself. So I thought, okay, you know, Elder Dog is, uh, is gonna be it for me. Um, I still, I'm still a university professor, I still work. Uh, full-time, but Elder Dog is my other full-time work. And uh, and that's how we got started and ha haven't looked back. So, Audrey, you had mentioned the Pelicare, the hospice and that. We, and that just clicked in my head. We never think of the animals, you know, when people are in hospice. What happens to their animals, you know? Uh, how did you find out that that was a place to start with uh, Tattoo? Um, well, when Tattoo came into my life, um, I quickly realized, you know, his temperament, his personality, his character, his demeanor um, was such that he, he had a lot of good to do in the world. And um, so... I did a little bit of research on different services that dogs are involved in. And I came across um, this organization that I mentioned, Therapeutic Paws of Canada. And, um, and I contacted them and, and became quite involved in the organization. And, uh, and then that's how, um, that's how Tattoo and I got started. Yeah. Um, and, and it didn't take long to realize the difference that you know that uh, tattoo made i mean wasn't the difference that i make i just i just escorted tattoo uh, i was just there at the other end of the leash but since then um i have continued to do research uh in um long-term care facilities uh in addition to you know the elder dog work but i've continued to do research on the role of dogs uh, in, um, in care facilities. And, uh, you know, I, so I spend a fair bit of time, uh, in long-term care, um, with dogs and, uh, well, not since COVID, but pr prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's really quite something to watch the joy, um, that dogs bring to people and to staff because, you know, when they're there, um, it's it's like a light goes on, and uh, and everyone smiles, and it's um, it's quite something. And it's particularly interesting to me, and I think you know, observed by many um, staff and family members as well, um, what dogs are able to engender in people who have a cognitive decline. You know, people who haven't verbalized or had a level of lucidity or awareness for a very long time, when a dog comes to them, sometimes they speak in full sentences. Wow. And it, it also um, helps them connect with memories of the past. And, uh, you know, they'll it will say things like i had a dog and you know you can see the connection that they feel even though it's not their dog it's a dog and it's it's so beautiful and 
And when people are at a point in their life where they're, you know, they're, they're losing capacities of various kinds, you know, to be able to, you know, restore some connection and to provide companionship and, and, and joy is a wonderful thing. Well, and I think we don't speak enough about companionship, right, with our, with our pets. And it is true, like you bring a, a dog in and it, I had a puppy, I had a dog, you know, it brings back those memories, those good times, you know, and I think that's what we need, when, especially when we're suffering, we're, you know, battling an illness or something. We just need that companionship where we can actually understand and open up again. Uh, you did mention at the beginning of the show that you worked with uh, patients with Alzheimer's and, and dementia. Mm -hmm. How do you feel that that elder dog has changed lives with, uh, with those patients? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, interesting that you ask that because um, just uh, two days ago, I had this beautiful um, message uh, in the form of a story from someone who adopted an elder dog and um i'll it was it was quite lengthy so i won't you know i'll try to abbreviate it but um an elder dog came into our care uh, a little um was a little dog a tiny dog a yorkie and um she was uh 11 years old and um needed a new home because her senior had passed away and a um, a couple, an older couple, adopted her, or him, I should say, um, uh, adopted him, and uh, he became the best companion to the um, the man in the family who had dementia. And he, this little dog whose name was Bear um was his constant companion and the gentleman eventually passed away and the um his his um wife was didn't feel that she was able to care for bear any longer and so she contacted elder dog um and explained the situation. And lo and behold, there was another couple who were looking for an older dog. And this gentleman in that family also had dementia. And little bear went from one gentleman to another and became his constant companion. And um, the letter that I got or the story was from um, from the second, what do you call the second mums, <laughs> um, uh, from the second mum, and her husband also passed away, and so um, she wanted to reach out to Elder Dog to tell me uh, and to share with others um, how much this little dog had done for two fam two senior families dealing with this horrible illness um and and how he was also able to give her comfort in dealing with her grief and and then of course she sent along a photograph of of the two of her and him little bear together and she said you know I, I really don't know what any of us would have done without Bear. Wow. So, I mean, that's that's a story that's just two days old, you know. It was so powerful. Well, and this is why I wanted to have you on Tea Time, because I actually have a sister that I co-authored in, in the anthology, Sacred Hearts Rising, and she was walking one of the older senior dogs, and she brought up Elder Dog, and I was like, I need more information on this, mm -hmm. because... This needs to be out there. You guys need to be out there. People need to understand the importance of organizations like what you're doing and not for profit. You know, it's just the volunteer just making a difference, impacting lives and having these stories that are sent to you, you know, where you're changing lives. And this is what Tea Time is. It's about changing lives. 
and you're perfect yet you're perfect to be here like you know and to hear these stories and i can just imagine when you get these letters of all the different dogs that have made the difference and mm -hmm. i i want to ask how you came about the name elder dog yeah well um we wanted a name that you know kind of forged the connection between um, dogs and older people and um, and I really like um, titles um, names that um, can be interpreted in a variety of ways and so you know I think um, using I I'll back up a little bit um, I think in our uh, North American um, society as in other other cultures and societies many others um senior people can be invisible and um and not um not treated very well um so we live in an ageist society and ageism is uh is well noted as the only um acceptable ism um in in our culture and society which is uh you know something that i i rail against and um and so i wanted to use a term that was really imbued with more respect and i think elder is imbued with more respect than senior for example um and I also wanted uh, um, I wanted you know to think about elder people, elder dogs, and that connection. And so, well, the dog had to be there for sure. And I liked I liked using the word elder because you know for reasons yeah. I've just said. And then of course you know because we wanted to go across Canada, then it just became Elder Dog Canada. Well, and I think it's really important what you said, Audria, because growing up, I always heard respect your elders, not respect your seniors, respect your elders. Yes. So I, I understand where the elder comes in. And it is a sad, sad situation where ageism is, you know, we don't speak about it. It is the invisibleism, you know, uh, there is not a lot of conversation on that. So I, I want to thank you for bringing that to the table because I think mm -hmm. I'm going to have to get somebody on here for ageism. You know, like uh, we really need to start talking about these topics. You yeah. know, all these isms, uh, you know, why is one more spoken than the other one? You know, uh, they're all equal, um, as, especially at my table. Everyone is equal. So, yeah. you know, we need to be talking about this. Uh, so you did say that it is again across Canada, and you did mention that it is in eight provinces. So what provinces is it in? So we're um, coast to coast, uh, so um, across the country from Newfoundland, Labrador, um, to uh, British Columbia, and we skip <laughs> um, so far, but we're working on it, um, um, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. So it's in all other provinces, and I'm delighted to say that um, as as we speak, um, we're uh, starting our our first um, uh, pod in um, in Quebec. So just delighted by that, and we're translating our materials into into French. And we've had activity in Quebec, but not in um, in a, a really uh, structured way. Um, so when I said pods. Uh, P-A-W-D-S, that's what we call our chapters. And and the the term, I just kind of wanted to play a little bit um, with, with the word pod as in, you know, a pod of like a unit, um, but get the paw in there. And then uh, since then, uh, we also use pod as an acronym. So people acting for the wellness of, of dogs and seniors. So, um, yeah, so we call our chapters pods. And uh, and we started in uh, Nova Scotia, that's where our, our um, national office is. Uh, we started with one pod in, um, in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, 
and followed soon after by one in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And then um, we've been growing ever since. And now we're um, up to almost 40 pots across the country. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you only started in 2018, correct? No, 2012. 2012. Yeah. 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 We're in our 11th year operationally. That is awesome. So anyone that is listening to this tea time and that will share it with their family and friends, Saskatchewan and Manitoba is open. So reach out to Elda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we, we really just got to get the companionship. We got to get that footprint and the logo, the footprint and the paw, you know, it, it really speaks loud. And I like how simple it is. It's not complicated. You look at the logo, you look at the image and you understand what it means. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some of the programs that uh, you offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, our our busiest program is, uh, and really captures the heart of Elder Dog, is our dog care support program. And um, so in that program, we provide um, assistance, in daily, you know, basic care assistance uh, for people for older adults who are living at home with a companion dog, canine, and need a little bit of extra help. And what that could be and often is, um, is help with exercise, giving, seeing that the dog gets enough exercise. Yeah. And so, you know, dog walking or even taking older dogs um, out for what we call snafaris, where they're maybe oh. not walking too far, but they're sniffing the way along because <laughs> that's really good intellect, or, you know, intellectual stimulation. And uh, so we provide that kind of assistance. Uh, we take dogs uh, to appointments, grooming, vet appointments. Um, we help with administering, um, you know, medications such as you know eardrops eye drops those basic things nothing technical you know but um we help with um with hygiene you know if dogs need to be bathed and um, it's a little bit too difficult for their companion to do that uh, we help with that we also provide um foster care uh, if someone has a medical emergency or needs needs to be in hospital for short term We'll provide foster care, and and uh, and then um, we would also continue the support if you know during a recovery period if that's necessary. Um, so that's that program is very um, kind of labor intensive yeah. because you dogs just don't need one walk a week. <laughs> you know they need walks every day or several times a day, uh, depending on the need um, of the uh, older person. And so we often have teams of people, uh, volunteers, uh, supporting one dog, you know, with, with their human person, human companion. Um, so that's one program. The other, another program is our rehoming uh, program. And this is, um, kind of a Mr. Uh, Mr. Brown situation. So uh, dogs come into our care if um, they lose a human companion, either the, the person um, has to relocate to a, um, an accommodation where dogs are not allowed, which is devastating, uh, or um, they pass away and there isn't a family member to care for the dog um or um they have to just downsize and for whatever reason and just can't take their dog with them and so uh they kind of dogs come into our care and typically they're older dogs um and we find loving new homes for those dogs and it's really interesting because we we have waiting lists for for dogs um and, you know, people come to Elder Dog because they want an older dog. They don't want a puppy. They want a dog to grow old with. Or they also recognize that um, older dogs, um, 
bring with them certain um, certain gifts, and and you know they've been around a while, and and they want companionship of an older dog, and so um, that's another one of our programs, and uh, another you know some people who want a dog would like to welcome a dog or have a dog and are thinking ahead to their future and say boy you know i i really worry about what happened to my dog if something happens to me and so we have this program called our long-term care registration and people can um, register in that program and provide as much information about the dog, their wishes and the dog's lifestyle. Um, and then that person can have the peace of mind knowing that if something does happen, the dog will come into elder dog's care and and be uh, placed in a loving uh, home for the rest of uh, his or her life. And uh, then we also do a lot of outreach um, and educational awareness about the important role that dogs play in the lives of older people. Um, we work closely with um, health professionals, social workers, um, people who, you know, who have regular contact with older people and really need to know that this dog is a very important part of this person's life. And, um, we need to advocate for that. And then of course, we support research. Um, and I continue to do research in the area of um, the meaning and role of dogs in the lives of older adults. Well, I think it's really deeply important, right? To keep the research going on because there's so many things that change in the world and rules and regulations. And like you said, some dogs are not allowed in certain premises and stuff like that. Uh, do you do any of the elder dogs do any service work for anxiety or mental health or anything like that? Well, <clears throat> that's a big part of what they do, but not formally, if you know what I okay. mean. Yeah. You know, so as an example, the example I gave before about, you know, this person saying, I, I don't know what I would have done without, you know, without yeah. bear. And that's an, you know, a really good example. No, not a, what you would call a service dog. Uh, but certainly providing that that service that uh, you know is really irreplaceable, and um, you know, and and similarly going into uh, long-term care facilities, um, the service that they provide is just being a dog, and and all that comes with that. Yeah, for sure. And we do we do support a number of older adults who. Um, who have service dogs, whether that, you know, for um, visually impaired older adults or for um, people with, you know, uh, mental health issues yeah. and so on. And uh, we're able to support them if they need that extra help. Yeah, because there is a difference between elder dogs and service dogs. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, I, I just really wanted to get that out there because uh, we had a question and I wanted, I, I kind of just went around another way. <laughs> That's what Miss Liz does. I just kind of reward it. But yeah, I wanted to make, make it an awareness that there are difference between elder dogs and service dogs. Service dogs are trained. They go through a lot of training uh, for per, uh, sensing certain mental illnesses, seizures, stuff like that as well. Uh, so that's completely different than what we're talking about today. Yeah, our dogs uh, don't go through any any training and or certification or anything like that. So if anybody wanted to become a volunteer, how could they become a volunteer? Well, I think the first thing would be to visit our website um, and uh, find out about Elder Dog. And there's um, on one of the drop down at the top, um, you know, our vol the volunteer page, um, just visit that. And there's information about volunteering, what it involves, and an application form. Well, thank you so much. Now, I want to get in. I want to switch it a little bit over to, if I give you the word TEA, what three words would you give me this morning? Huh. Um, 
They can be any three words. Three words starting with the letter T-E-E. T-E-A, right. Well, um, teaching is uh, is the first one because I think, uh, you know, teaching dogs teach us a lot. And um, Elder Dog is really all about education, teaching, and, and awareness for sure. Um, the E... Um, e is for elder dog. I like it. So, <laughs> and, and A, um, I guess I would say um, advocacy. Oh. Yeah, advocacy. Because that's exactly what you're doing as well, is you're advocating for these dogs. You, you know, you're and, speaking for them. Yes, dogs. absolutely. And, and advoc advocating for the important role that they play and also advocating for um, for support and recognition uh, that older adults deserve to have the companionship that that they have enjoyed, um, and so just because they're you know they're moving or unable to give the full time care doesn't mean that they you know should be deprived of of that companionship. And I think it's really deeply important that we keep advocating for the elders, you know. Uh, like you said, ageism is something we don't speak about. It is the invisible-ism. Uh, the word that came to mind for me when I did the research on elder dogs was helpful. Mm. But I want to ask you, Audrey, what word comes to mind for you when you think of elder dog? Compassion. Compassion. Now, you want to share a little bit why compassion? Well, <clears throat> compassion is probably one of our um, most important values and underlying principles um, because elders of any species deserve to be treated with respect and compassion. And, you know, it's so interesting when I engage with the volunteers in our organization, you know, across the country, that how incredibly compassionate people are. And Elder Dog does seem to attract a particular kind of individual, you know, someone who brings that compassion uh, forward and recognizes the importance of, of, of caring with compassion. And so I think it's, uh, it's really a hallmark of what elder dog stands for. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, our society, our whole world is, is in a, not a very good um, state right now. And, and I think, you know, compassion, I think has to, we have to hang that sign out there and we have to, you know, we have to um, live compassion and be so much kinder and caring and compassionate to others. So, um, and that's, you know, animals and humans and our planet in general. So that's an important word for me. And, and it, it is a good word for elder dogs. Uh, you know, I'd never even thought of compassion. I just thought of being helpful, making that difference, just taking a walk. You know, sometimes we take a walk and we look and we see all these dogs, but we never seem to, put it in our mind that maybe it's not even that person's dog. Maybe it's somebody walking someone else's dog. You know, have a little bit of compassion when you see somebody walking a dog. It mm -hmm. might not, that might not be their dog. You know, if you see them fussing or, you know, not, not understanding the dog because maybe they're taking some dogs out. Uh, uh, is there like, um, I'm going to think of the right word to say here. Um, when you're, when you're, getting volunteers, is there an assessment that you do for walking dogs and stuff like that for the programs and exercises? Yeah, so um, so there's a uh, initial, so with the application process, um, every volunteer with Elder Dog has to complete a vulnerable sector okay. check, or background check for a work with vulnerable populations. And, um, and they um, also every volunteer wears a, a lanyard with a, a photo ID, which oh. they're, 
which is only issued upon receipt of a vulnerable sector check. So that's that first part of it. And then um, everyone, depending on what they choose to volunteer in, um, there, there, there's a, a, a general orientation that everyone is required to participate in. And then uh, say in our dog care support program, uh, they would work closely with a coordinator in their pod. Um, and that coordinator would kind of walk them through um, the various processes and the, um, the guidelines that we follow um, about visiting, about appropriate behavior, um, uh, our credo, you know, what's expected in terms of, um, of their uh, volunteering, uh, and our, you know, dog interaction guidelines. And then we also uh, provide, make available on, on our YouTube channel um, and um, webinars that focus on different aspects of, uh, of Elder Dog and the work that we do. So they're available for people to, you know, to watch again and again um, and then they could focus on things like um, you know understanding a, a senior dog and uh, and what a senior dog needs yeah. uh, recognizing um, recognizing a problem that a senior dog might have um, because dogs can't talk and they're very tolerant of of pain and so on um, and you know how to how to work with a dog like that. Uh, also about you know um, developing um, you know boundaries around you know the volunteering because you know it's very common for people to kind of get caught up in wanting to help and they can you know kind of overstep and and do things and. It, it's not intentional, but you know we operate from um, a strength-based perspective. In other words, when we when someone asks for assistance, it's because they can do everything but this little thing that they need extra help with. So it's important to honor what they can do and just help them with what they need a little bit of extra help with, rather than saying, oh, you need this. Well, let me just do everything for you, right? And yeah. that doesn't do anyone any good. Um, it's, you know, it's not respectful. Um, and so, uh, you know, we, we have webinars about that kind of thing because, you know, it's kind of borderline ages to assume just because someone's old, they're not able to, you know, to do things. And so that's not intentional, but it is a form of unintentional ageism, which is which is a thing. Yeah, yeah. which we will be talking about on a different show. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's a it's a it's an important topic to get out there. Uh, you know, we really need to understand that just because someone is aging doesn't mean that they cannot do stuff. You know, yeah. they need more help, they need more guidance, but they're still capable of doing things. You know, and, and that's what I'm getting from Elder Dog is that it really is a support team. It is teamwork. And I'm so glad that you have an assessment because there are a lot of programs and stuff out there that don't have assessments, don't have uh, guidelines and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm really, really happy that uh, you have that in place. Uh, I want to talk about, I noticed on your website, you have something about butterflies. Mm. So do you want to share a little bit about the butterflies? Because this is elder dogs. And then I see butterflies and I was like, oh, I want to know a little bit more about these butterflies. Yeah. So we have um, a, a partner organization called Friends of Elder Dog Society. And um, so each year uh, we elder dog partners with our Friends of Elder Dog. And we um, hold a memorial service and a butterfly release for dogs who have passed away. And uh, this is held at our, um, our 
where our national office is located in Nova Scotia. And it's an absolutely beautiful event because it's a safe space for people to grieve the loss of a beloved, usually dog. Yeah. But it's not restricted to dogs, of course. Um, but, you know, you were mentioning um, grief earlier and grieving. And, you know, as we know, there's another uh, discriminatory practice in our society where it's not easy for someone who loses a companion animal of any kind um, to openly grieve that companion, that loss, um, because the response that they might receive by someone from someone who um, doesn't really understand the relationship is, oh, get over it, it's just a dog. Or, um, well, just get another one. Or, you know, and so people tend to grieve silently, silently because the last thing they want to hear is that kind of a response and have their grief dismissed. So the butterfly release, you know, we folk, that's the focus. This is honoring the memory of our companions who have, we've lost. The other thing we have um, also on the property, um, we have a chapel dedicated to the memory of dogs. And it's called Place to Pause, P-A-W-S, play on words again. Um, and it's a beautiful um, post and beam construction. Um, it's kind of large, I mean, large-ish building. And uh, inside, and it's open to the public, and inside um, the walls are covered with pictures of dogs and um, people come and leave a memento. So there's, you know, um, hooks, people come and hang up a collar or a leash. Um, some people will come and leave, you know, um, some memento uh, of their dog. And, um, and people can light a candle in memory of a dog. Um, there's, you know, a variety of things. We have little angel wings that people can purchase and have engraved and will hang there. And it's just, it's a, such a beautiful spot and it's overlooking a cove. And it's, um, people come back again and again. It's also what we call um, a, um, a canine columbarium. So columbarium is a place that, um, uh, cremains or urns holding cremains are are uh, safely uh, stored, right? And so we also have um, many uh, urns um, at place to pause, where you know people um, uh, bring an urn and then they come back and visit, you know, uh, often. So um, the butterfly releases, you know, is uh, connected with. Um, place to pause and and remembrance and and uh honoring loss yeah i i'm i'm tearing up because that is so precious that is so magical you know you're giving so much besides just walking a dog besides just volunteering time you're you're making that extra paw you're making that extra walk that extra we didn't forget about you you know we we still have you uh it's it just beautiful it's just beautiful and i really want to thank you audrea for everything you've done like everything you've created and for all the paws out there you know uh all the lives that are changing i can just imagine the stories that are coming in and i'm sure when you get these emotional stories of a, a, a dog passing or something uh, how it might change your life as well, you know? Um, oh, absolutely. Elder Dog has changed my life in, in so, so many ways. Yeah. I mean, I, if, if there's just a minute, I can, I can uh, just share a, a story that, that um, 
it just kind of came in yesterday. Um, so we have very special people volunteering with Elder Dog um, as foster homes, right, for, for dogs who, who need that temporary um, home while they're in transition and for the hospital stays. But within that population of uh, volunteers, there are those very special people who care for dogs who are palliative. And um, one of those uh, dogs passed away yesterday. And the foster, uh, she's an amazing woman, and she cares for them, for palliative dogs, like you couldn't imagine. And uh, a friend of hers said to her, I don't know how you can do this. You know, how can you take a dog in and, and watch that dog die? And her answer is so beautiful. She said, I don't watch them die. I watch them live. Oh, wow. And it's just, and, and they're another one she watched live. Um, you know, she extended this dog's life as she does with other dogs. And she watches them live. And it was just such a beautiful, I just want to share that. Mm. That, that that's beautiful and no absolutely thanks for sharing that story because we need these stories out there right we need these positive mm. you know someone comes at us and says how can you do that well how can you you know not see the beauty in it yeah. and, and that's a beautiful comment you know of you know i watched them live yeah in, instead of focusing on the death they she focuses on the life Yes. You know, yeah. knowing that even they're going to pass over, she still focuses on the positive. Yeah. yeah. So we have a few minutes left here. We're getting close to the hour. Uh, Audrey, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, I have rough views here. What is rough views? Oh, rough views. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, when we uh, first started our online store, um, we thought, well, we'll do a little, we have to do um, some advertising. So we found this app um, where, where you can take a, a, a photo of a dog and, um, and give that dog voice and animate, animate the dog's um, mouth so it moves with, with the voice. So, um, so you would create a little script and you can um, you can modulate the voice to whatever voice that dog might have if that dog had a, a voice and uh, and then speak in that speak the script and the dog's mouth will move to the so so we started advertising some of our products with um, with pictures of dogs talking. <laughs> Oh, that is so cute. And I, I again, the universe does have magic because you guys are all booked at a different time. The next guest that's coming on at 3 p.m. is Chubby Beagle Production. And they're an emanation and they work with diversity and, and animals and all. It's just funny how the universe just sets these tea times up. <laughs> you, you know, as soon as you said an, animated dogs, I was like, oh, my goodness. And the next guest at this afternoon is ammunition production company you know and they're called the chubby beagle production and they have I a dog <laughs> it's just funny how it all works out together i just love it when it all flows together so any final words that you have for anyone who's listening and how they can get involved and for donations and all that good stuff yeah thank you and thank you so much for this opportunity it's it's really wonderful um I guess a couple things. Uh, we are 100% um, volunteer run and depend on donations um, and fundraising in our store um, to do what we do. And um, because we're 100% volunteer run, we don't have the overhead of salaries and and so on. And um, and our biggest cost, uh, 80, almost 90% of our budget is vet care costs. Um, for dogs to come into our care. Um, so I guess the, the thing that I, I really appreciate about this opportunity 
and and you alluded to it uh, a few minutes ago, is that when people find out about Elder Dog, they think, A, they think two, one of two things, and sometimes both, A, we're a dog walking service, and B, we're a rescue. And we do take dogs into our care, and dog, we do walk some dogs, but this opportunity has, you know, has been so wonderful to share some of the complexity of Elder Dog and how we are just so much more than either of those two things. And, um, and so, yeah, I really would encourage people to uh, visit our website and there's a lot of information there and consider um, being involved in any way that, any way that you can. Well, I want to really thank you for sitting and sharing a good, strong tea, you know, uh, the teaching, educating the elder dogs, the awareness, the advocacy, you know, we really just have to sometimes have an open discussion to find out a little bit more, ask those questions, get involved. You know, I, I mean, before we wrap up, I did notice that you have a calendar. So how does that work for the calendar? Yeah. So each year we have a calendar, um, put out a calendar and, um, it's it's one of our well it's our one of our big fundraisers for one thing but also it's it's a rather unique calendar in that there's a lot of information about elder dog and uh, each feature feature for each month um, carries with it photos um, that really capture the heart of elder dog and stories these beautiful stories that you know we get to tell and um, and so. Each year that comes out, um, you know, usually around November and it's available through our online store. So we can get the calendar for 2023, correct? Oh, yes. Yeah. And of course, because we're halfway through it, you know, we it would be at a very, very significant discount. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and for the people that are out there collecting calendars, this is one that you want to add to your collection. You know, again, I want to thank you, Audrey, for just sitting and having a good cup of tea with me and making a difference in all of these people's lives. Uh, again, if anybody would like to check out the chapel, chapter, uh, chapel, it is in Nova Scotia, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. In Lunenburg County. Awesome. I, I, I've been wanting to go to Nova Scotia and now I have even more of reason to go to Nova Scotia because I really want to check this out now. Yeah. Uh, that. So I want to thank all the listeners and all of the viewers. And if you're watching the replay, please push hashtag replay. Let me know where you're tuning in from so I can always give a good. Uh, for all the supporters of Tea Time with Miss Liz, I could not do this without you. So continue to share these tea times. Subscribe to the channel. Ring the bell so you're notified when the tea times go live. And again, Audrey, I want to thank you so much for sitting with me this morning. And we'll be back at 3 p.m. with a second tea time. And as I was saying just a few minutes ago, uh, Chubby Beagle Productions is coming in. And they're going to be talking about diversity. And they have their beagle. So we're going to be talking a little bit about dogs again. And then at the 7 o'clock show tonight, the evening show that closes up this week, we'll be talking about peace ambassadors and the importance of peace. So I feel that all three tea times, again, are aligned. You know, we need to have the respect for the elders. We need to have that peace, the compassion, uh, you know, and the animation brings in the fun, brings, brings in the playfulness, you know, and diversity. We're all different and we all can make a difference together. So it all just aligns really good together. So I want to thank you again for joining me. I want to thank everyone who does support Tea Time with Miss Liz. Share these Tea Time with your family members. Sit down. Have, and make it movie night and pick out one of these tea times and who knows elder dog might be a part of your life next so i want to thank everybody and i want everyone to understand that these teas are deeply important to me for the guests that get to sit with me and share the incredible work that they do so let's just continue to have the compassion let's use that word today compassion when we're going out and we see someone who's suffering or in pain just have a little bit more compassion, you know, and have some compassion for the elders. You know, uh, Ms. Liz will be looking into that ageism. We'll get that on here. So I'll see everybody at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and then 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for this week, June 15th, Tea Times. So I want to thank everybody, and I will see you this afternoon. Same time, same place, and we'll do it all over again. Thanks so much. <laughs>